Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to show you guys how to be a successful NBA daily fantasy sports player in 2021. Right? This 2020 has been crazy, especially with COVID, right? So, with this upcoming 2020-2021 season for NBA, there it's a little bit different, right? Obviously the season is starting later. Plus, we're going to have to deal with, with a lot more injuries, obviously a lot more guys being out with COVID. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to go over. But if you guys are new to this channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, day of fantasy sports sites. Uh, before we get into the video, I want to thank you guys again for the continued support. Closing in on 6,000 subscribers, guys. That's crazy to think about. If you enjoy the content, would really appreciate it if you'd leave a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you know when I go live. Let's aim for 150 likes on this video, guys. That would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Also, if you cannot watch the videos that do upload on Apple Podcasts, the link is in the description below, which is the DKDFS show. And finally, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this show. Yes, they do already have player projections up for the preseason. Now, we know preseason starts this Friday, guys. I'll have a video up for that separately uh, to go over Friday's preseason slate. But this is just more of a how to win an NBA DFS video. So, if you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, it's a site where you can bet on over under player props, right? So, for example, we have Trey Young at 27 uh, right now. You can either, if you like the over or the under, you can pair that with anywhere from two to five bets and win up to 10x your money. So if you guys are interested in signing up, you can use the code DKDFS. That's DKDFS, all one word. I'll have a link in the description below and uh, you get a 100% match up to $100. It's a win-win. So um, yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we kind of get into the, the nitty gritty of NBA DFS, uh, first we got to talk about, well, are you going to be playing cash games or are you going to be playing tournaments or GPP? So if you guys are not familiar with, with cash games, what it is, so cash games are 50-50s, head-to-heads, double-ups. Basically, price pools were half the, half the field gets paid. And in, in these type of contests, in cash games, we're just going to try to build the optimal lineup. Right? Ownership does not matter at all in cash games. You know, Ownership is, if you've, if you've been watching a lot of DFS videos, you, you, you'll hear ownership all the time. Ownership does not matter one bit in cash games. In cash games, you just want to build the lineup that you think is the best, the, the optimal lineup, the best possible lineup. And again, you, you, you do not care at all about ownership. Now, in, in tournaments, it's different. Ownership is huge because uh, for tournaments or GPPs, uh, it's about 15 to 20% of the field gets paid. And uh, it's very, very top heavy. So like the top 1% wins like a majority of the money in that tournament. And if you min cash in GPPs nowadays, it used to be back in, in the glory days, it used to be if you min cash, you would double your money. Now it's like you don't even double your money. So when playing tournaments, when playing GPPs, you're going to try to take down first. That should be your goal every single night if you're playing tournaments. And the reason why that ownership is so important in, tour- in tournaments is, let's just say, for example... We have two players that are projected very similar, right? So say, let's just use Damian Lillard and Trey Young. And you expect Lillard and Trey Young, for example, to, let's say you both expect them to score 40 fancy points. And you have Lillard coming in at 50% ownership, Trey Young at 10%. So very similar plays, very similar prices. And one is five times the ownership as the other. 
in that situation, you're just going to take the lower owned guy because then you have a huge edge to the field, right? If you play Lillard, he's 50, he's you know going to be 5x more popular than Trey Young. You don't really have a huge advantage if he does well. Now, if Trey Young does well, let's just say he way outscores Lillard, then again, you have that huge edge. So that's why ownership is so important in GPPs. So again, you got to figure out, are you playing cash games? Are you playing GPPs? For cash games, Again, you kind of build, you play for safety, you build the optimal lineups for tournaments, for GPPs, you're going to want to shoot for first place. You can take some risk, you can make some riskier plays, right? You can get, you can play guys that are, let's just say more scoring dependent, right? That have lower floors, but when they're, when they're shooting well, they have a high ceiling and you want to, your target should be to win first place every single time you play tournaments. And uh, lastly, I want to mention if you if you play tournaments, you can consider game stacking. Game stacking is not some, something you should do in cash games, right? But for GPPs, it's definitely viable because there's games that go to overtime. There's games that go to double overtime, sometimes even triple overtime. And if that's the case, if a game goes to like double overtime, you're going to want a, a good amount of exposure to that game, right? Because that's 10 extra minutes that these players are getting compared to, um, you know, other players in, in other games. So, that's kind of the, I guess, the main breakdown there for, for cash versus tournament. So now let's talk about my process and how I go about, I guess, making my lineup for NBA. So first, what I would do is take a look at the Vegas ads. So we don't really have, um, or we don't have the over-unders out for these games on the regular season yet. But yeah, what I would do, so for example, again, this is the preseason, I would go and take a look at the odds, the Vegas odds for, for the five games, just to get a good idea of which games are projected to be higher scoring, right? And you don't have to just always target the games that are, are projected to be a lot higher scoring, right? There, a lot of the times there is value in, in games that are projected to be pretty low scoring or, you know, some of that severely underpriced. So this is not saying like just target everyone in the high scoring games, but you just to get a good idea, right? Uh, of which games are going to be, uh, you know, played at a faster pace, which games are projected to be higher scoring. Um, so that's kind of what I would do first. Next, what I would do was, well, take a look at injuries. Injuries are key. And again, for, for the 2021 season, this is going to be huge because I think there's going to be a lot of guys out with COVID. I feel like, you know, with, with them not being in the bubble, there's going to be some games where rosters are going to be thin. So you, you got to know when players are out, who gets the biggest edge? So let's just say, for example, on Houston, let's go to Houston and let's say that James Harden is not going to play uh, on Friday. So with Harden being out, that would make John Wall a really good play, right? Because John Wall is, with Harden being out of the lineup, Harden is a super high usage guy. We know that, right? If you guys are have been watching NBA at all, you know Harden is one of the top players in the NBA. He shoots the ball a ton. He demands a ton of usage with this offense. Well, with him being out of the lineup, then that's a lot, a lot of usage and shot attempts to go around. So who benefits the most? Well, probably a guy like John Wall, who is also a high usage guy. But you're getting him at a price point where, you know, Harden... DraftKings is expecting Harden to play. And again, with Harden being, if Harden is out, then it's like a huge boost to John Wall. It's a boost to basically everyone in that offense. If you go to Houston, you know, Christian Wood gets a big usage boost, right? Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, right? So everyone, you know, Eric Gordon, he would probably fill in for Harden in that starting lineup. And minutes are everything in NBA. So 
if you expect, again, let's just say Harden's out. He plays, what, high 30s minutes every single night. So that's like, what, 38 minutes, let's just say, for example, to go around. So Eric Gordon, let's just say that he he comes on the bench. Normally he'll play, again, this is just an example, but normally 25 minutes. Well, Harden being out, Eric Gordon moves into the starting lineup. We can you know project minutes into the 30s. So it's a huge boost for a guy like Gordon. Again, a boost to a guy like Wall would. So... Uh, injuries are key and, and just kind of knowing who gets the biggest benefit. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's, the, it's just the direct backup. So, you know, a starting point guard's out. Well, you're going to want to look to the backup because uh, unless that news is out before, like if, for example, uh, Steph Curry's out, but we don't get that news until pricing is already out, then, you know, the backup point guard for Golden State is going to be way underpriced for his role for, for, for starting that game. So, yeah, again, injuries, key. I want to nail that down. Also, minutes are everything. So when someone's out, you, you got to know kind of where the minutes are going to be. And that, that will come with experience, or you're not going to get that right away. But um, that will come with time in, in playing uh, NBA daily fantasy sports. So now, we, again, we went over cash games versus tournaments. We, we talked about Vegas odds and getting a good idea of which games are going to be played at a higher uh, pace, which games are projected to be higher scoring. And we talked about injuries as well as minutes. So now I want to kind of go over roster construction. So roster construction, most of the time, again, this is not every time, but most of the time for, well, let's take a look at DraftKings, uh, the lineup, right? So one point guard, one shooting guard, one small forward, one power forward, one center, and then a guard, forward, and utility spot. So I would say, again, not every time because each slate is different, but most of the time I will go either in the utility spot, either a center or a point guard. And the reason I do that is because both point guards and centers, you know, statistically have the highest floor. And the reason being point guards have the ball in their hand a ton, right? And an assist, right? The reason point guards have a high floor is because of the their assists. And the reason that bigs have a high floor, because of the rebounds, right? Now, positions that have, you know, more of a low floor are, you know, like small forward, like shooting guard. Like shooting guard, you know, not every shooting guard in the NBA, but a lot of times shooting guards are more scoring dependent. So if their shot is not falling, they have a pretty low floor. So again, it's not every single time, but I would say most of the time I like going or trying to get either a big or utility in the spot or in the utility spot. And in the forward spot for DraftKings, sometimes centers are listed as power forward and center eligible. So, you know, a guy like Julius Randle, right? So like you could uh, realistically play four centers in your lineup if you wanted to, right? If if there's enough centers that are power forward and center eligible, right? You could play one here in the power forward spot. You could play one in the center spot. You could play one in the forward spot. You could play one in the utility spot. So yeah, that's take advantage of that guys. When, when there's center, when there is a center listed as a power forward, that is also, uh, you know, a huge edge, right? That's, that's a big deal, right? Cause you can play, uh, more than, than two centers if you want to. Or, again, point guards, right? Because, again, point guards, with them having the ball in their hands a lot of the game, they just have a higher floor. You know, assist totals, right? So uh, for roster construction, I try to most of the time go with either a a center, a a big, I should say, you know, center slash power forward or point guard in the utility spot. And finally, uh, if you're building a, a lineup, make sure to get players in the late game 
in these, you know, utility spot, in the utility forward or guard spot. The reason being, well, late scratches, right? So if you have someone, let's just say, at uh, point guard that gets scratched in, in a late game, well, you can only, and let's just say point guard's the only spot you have left or the only spot that is not played yet in your lineup, you can only swap that with another point guard. Now, if you had it in the utility spot, you can take him out and play someone from any position. So that is very, very important. Uh, and, and still, some people don't do that. So yeah, big ad, or, or very, very important detail there is to make sure to play the guys in the late game, in the later games, in, in your guard forward utility spot. Now, sure, right? Sometimes it's not always possible, like if you're playing two centers and they're both in the early game. Don't like avoid that, but... I'm just saying, like, if you can try to play the guys in the in the later games in that guard, forward, and utility spot. So, yeah, that's kind of it. That's I wanted to give a brief uh, overview, brief recap of, of what I do when attacking NBA DFS slate. Now, there, there's a lot more, right? That that's that come, that goes into a slate, uh, but those are kind of the basics, right? Are you playing cash games? Are you playing tournaments? Injuries. Injuries are key, right? Minutes. Minutes are everything. So knowing who gets the biggest boost when someone is out. Also Vegas odds. You know, you don't have to always go by it, but it is a good get to get a good idea of which games are projected to be higher scoring, right? Those games look more appealing for DFS purposes. Now, right, not, not every time you have to play players in the higher scoring games. Sometimes there will be players that are way too cheap in games that are projected to be lower scoring. You can still go there. Um, and, and then, right, with roster construction itself, most of the time, not every time, but most of the time, I will play either a, a big or a point guard in the utility spot because they have the highest floor. Bigs with the rebounding, blocks, point guards, obviously with the floor of assists. And then finally, play the guys in the later games if you can in the guard for the utility spot for late swap purposes, right? DraftKings is late swap. So as long as the game doesn't start yet, you can swap out. And with with there being no bubble, obviously with COVID still being around, there's going to be a good amount of late scratches, I feel like. So make sure uh, you are, um, you know, keeping up with updates. Uh, like, you got to you got to stay on it, right? If you're playing NBA DFS, you got to have alerts. You got to uh, keep on it and make sure that, uh, you know, players that you're playing are actually playing and don't get scratched. For example, like this isn't even the NBA, but we saw Des Bryant tonight, about 30 minutes before lock. He got scratched, right? He got scratched for COVID, and he was still 10% owned in, in the big tournament. So uh, you got to keep an eye on news. News is is key, right? It's something that people, some people don't, right? There, there's overlay, right? There, people will play players that are out, and that's that's an edge, right? That's, uh, that's huge. So that's kind of it for, for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. And let me know, guys, do you enjoy this type of content? I put a how to win in CSGO DFS video up earlier this week, and a lot of I got a lot of positive feedback on that. So if you guys enjoy this type of content, let me know in the comment section or hit me up on Twitter. I uh, would greatly appreciate that. Uh, but thanks again, guys. I hope you guys have a great day, and I will see you all later.